Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth radio station. My name's Gerns, and welcome back to Mango Masala, where today I am joined by artist San Rao and DJ Illatech. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Feeling a bit fresh for uh, <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling all good, man. It's, it's nice to be here, bro. But yeah, coffee's going to help wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both have just woken up. <laughs> no, yeah. every everyone here is in the same boat, trust me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly, exactly. For those of the listeners that maybe don't know of you guys, do you want to maybe give us a little bit of background about how you got into music and what your music is about, basically? So me personally, uh, um, I feel like I'm still trying to find my sound, really. Um, only in the last like year or year and a half, um, I've been making a lot of music. Um, and uh, and yeah, and I met this guy through through like an A&R event um, and he saw me do like the deadest, uh, not performance, but but basically we had to like show our music uh, to these ARs, and I I messed up, and I only showed them the PA version with like the background vocals, and and he still he still clocked that he, he liked the like the song, and so he met me after, and and yeah, and a, in a year later we started collaborating, and, and kind of just went from there really. Yeah, you know what that that event was crazy because um, I went down. I live in Harrow. And I went down to Croydon, which any Londoner knows going to Croydon is like passport business. Like it's a long trip. <laughs> um, and I went and it, it was an interesting day because I just went down there. I was meant to go with people. They didn't end up coming. So I went on my own. And um, I was going there because I wanted to get my music played. I wanted to be doing what Sam did. But I didn't get there early enough because like the, the queue that outside was massive by the time I got there. So by the time I got to front, they're like, yeah, we'll try and play it, but see how it goes kind of thing. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to wait around, see if I can get my track played. But in the meantime, there were loads of different artists going up on stage. And their artists went up on stage and everyone was basically just doing drill music, trap. Everyone was, um, there was like one bashment artist, but no one was really doing, everyone was kind of sounding the same. And um, Sam went up there and he came up with a completely different vibe. He came up with a lot of confidence on that stage. He looked different. He had a different vibe. He had like a cool, I don't know, you had some fly jacket on or something, man. So <laughs> <laughs> it stood out. And just your aura light, it just stood out. And then he put his track on and then, because it wasn't the right version, I think maybe you sang over a little bit. I'm not really sure. I can't remember that well. But They didn't let me. They didn't let me. They didn't let you. Okay. But I just remember that it really stood out. And the whole room just started going, yeah. It's like eight mile in that room, by the way. That was kind of the setup. Everyone will get up on stage and play their track. And then the crowd will either respond to it or they'd be dead. And <laughs> uh, when my brother Sam came on, the whole room just started going, yeah, yeah, it's all right. And I saw people around me reacting. And I was like, yeah, man. This guy just lit up that whole room. And it wasn't an easy room to light up. Everyone there was either music industry or just very much music industry fans or artists themselves so you can imagine no one's going to be everyone's thinking about themselves in it yeah, so yeah. for him to get up there and light up that crowd i knew that i need to all right my, my my stuff hasn't been played but that's that's not a big deal you know i'm a producer i'm always looking for good talent to work with and i was like i know i have to run upon this guy 
and just get his contact details. And that's what we did, and we had a good chat. You literally did that as well. I was leaving the event, and you literally I ran. ran. I was like, yo, bro, bro. <laughs> I was like, who's this guy, man? And I looked, and it was like, yo, yo, fam, you're tracked. I was like, I know you're lying, because I, I messed up. So. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, sometimes, like, music is crazy, man. Sometimes things happen in the most unexpected ways. The universe brings you lot together. So I don't know if you mentioned so when when was this event? I don't know, like man. two years ago now? Yeah, maybe about two years about ago. Two years, because it took us like probably like six to eight months before, after meeting that event, um, before we made Got My Mind, right? So it yeah. took like a while. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably about two years ago, I'd say. Or maybe just less. So I suppose that kind of comes on to what I was going to ask, which was, what have you guys been up to over the past two years, like with COVID and everything? How has that kind of affected your craft personally? For me, I think I kind of had to. Obviously, I couldn't really go out and make music like like I like like everyone really. We couldn't really go into studio and do all of that stuff. So, I kind of really had to uh, reflect onto my life and just you know like take take some time back and like everyone else has been as well. Um, uh, and just kind of figure out like what I wanted to say, like what my style was, and all of that stuff and. Um, so I really just used used that time to do that really, and and didn't really put any pressure on myself to to release anything or or, or make music necessarily with other people, just just on my guitar or finding beats and just writing, writing, writing. Um, and I think that really helped because then when we when we kind of like got back together to make the next batch of songs, um, we made a song called Got My Mind, and then that did all right. And then after that, we wanted to get back on it because um, both our lives had like ups and down in that um, downs in that era time of life so we wanted to come back and make like another batch of uh, songs to release and kind of get the ball rolling again um, so yeah it was good to reflect because then in that in that moment when we came back I kind of had a lot to say and and um, a lot to write about so yeah. Covid was interesting because as a DJ it shut down my business completely so I wasn't out there every weekend doing sets so but what it did give me the advantage of, of doing was like getting into the studio more time, making more music, making more beats, just um, messing around with different sounds and um, and also making music without a result. But a lot of things I do is like with a result in mind. And with music, that's not always the best way. It's cool, it can work. Um, as producers who do that day in, day out. And sometimes I do do that, but sometimes just like, putting beats together and just kind of like, you know, I made like a collection of them and they were just sitting on my hard drive. And, and, and that's kind of like what I was doing over COVID. And I was doing live streams and Twitch and messing around with stuff like that. So it was just like, it was like a fun, creative period. So for me, it was a good time. Um, I think for a lot of music, it was a good time just to get back to the essence of what we do, which is just like get in the studio, make tunes. And then we couldn't really link up for a while, but once we could, Things started flowing and then when Sam came to the studio one time he came to the studio and I was literally just pulling up Ableton and just playing him like snippets of beats that I've been working on snippets of like little loops of songs and just like he just he just heard the one for yesterday and he's like hey what's that and then instantly Sanya is so talented and he's so like his melodies come to him so quickly and his songwriting ability is so sharp that he just he just heard that. We're just, just, we're just sitting in the studio. We weren't really planning anything on that day. I was just like, oh, I've got some beats. Like maybe, maybe I want to hear them. 
and he just started hearing that and he just instantly just started like mumbling to himself and like getting a little melody together and he's like ah oh, let's record something to this so, boom we just recorded when me and him make music it always comes out pretty fast um which is like something like we joke about because like when it comes together it just comes together right and it comes out pretty fast um, and we both kind of know what we need to do we play our position and, and things just come out well so so like covid was good in a way for us it's, it's enabled, COVID was you know, good <laughs> <laughs> for us yeah yeah no i think it's for everyone it's it's subjective isn't it everyone's had their own different experiences their own positives negatives mm-hmm. But yeah, you again, you kind of answered what I was going to ask in terms of like yesterday. So obviously that's the main reason why we're talking today. That's you guys' most recent release. So it sounds like it was quite a natural collaboration. Like you guys have already collaborated before. You were playing the tracks in the snippets on Ableton and then Sam, you heard it and immediately it just came about like that. Yeah, it was just... Um... I don't know if you, um, I know you were listening to the track earlier, like the bass line, as soon as I heard that bass line, I was like, oh, that's, that's just got some, I don't know, it just kind of put me back and um, just instantly had a melody. Um, and I think I think the first time I did um, have a melody, I did have the word yesterday in my mind for some reason. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about, but it just kind of came out. I was like, mm, 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 mm. Mm, it's yesterday and I was like oh what do I miss about yesterday <laughs> and so yeah it just kind of came came together really really naturally um so yeah which is which is always a blessing really you don't want to sit there and and try and write the song and and find that the song is a bit of a puzzle because then you just get more and more frustrated and you're like oh you know what let's just do the next song well let's just come back later and it only gets worse from there really but yeah it's always been natural with me really and what's the reception been that so far? It's been alright, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two versions of the song that are going around at the moment. Um, we put out the, the Underground remix um, at first, which is by Champion. And um, we just put that out just to kind of like stir up a little bit of heat and like bubble the waters a little bit and just get things moving a little bit in anticipation for dropping the original. And um, it's doing well at the moment. You know, the feedback I'm getting from Everyone has like really, really good. I've been sending it out to a lot of DJs, a lot of radio presenters, a lot of tastemakers, and everyone just really likes this song. So I don't know. I'm quite hopeful that this. We're still quite in early days um, of the song cycle. But I'm still quite hopeful that you know this one's really going to do well. So it's it's already getting played on some big radio stations. Um, we're getting a lot of support from people like Shosh on Kiss, and, uh, DJQ on Kiss. Uh, Rude Kid, uh, Majestic, which is uh, big DJs on Kiss, which is great, and um, just waiting for more of that to come in. Uh, Rinse of Them been playing it, uh, BBC been playing it, BBC Radio. So we're just excited for um, the video to drop, which is going to be coming soon, which we've been teasing for a little while. And um, yeah, it's just it's, it's doing well, man. So um, we think this has got we think this has got a really good vibe, and it's got a really good good melody in it. So um, it's catchy and it's just got that it's just got that essence of UK R and B. So we're just feeling that this is gonna go. This might do well, you know what I mean? <laughs> this might actually might actually get out there and do well. So do you know when about the video is set to drop then? Yeah, it's gonna be next week, um, Friday most likely. Um, oh sorry, maybe Thursday, most likely of next week. Um, oh. just firming it up at the moment. But the video is a vibe as well. We shot it during COVID. Um, we did it on one camera. 
and it's very much like a behind the scenes kind of blog like stuff of um and it starts off with me and san in the studio and san's in the booth recording and um i'm at the computer and sam comes out and he's just he just can't get his vocals right and he's not he's not feeling like just he's not feeling that great he's not feeling that right about it. he's struggling and um i just say to him look man don't worry about it let's i've got a show in birmingham later on today why don't you come in me why don't you do that let's perform the song live and let's just get out there and let's just deal with it and he's like all right and then the, and then the story of this is like we we assemble the squad we get the boys <laughs> We get in, we get in a van, and then we're all driving up to um, Birmingham where the show was. And this is real life. There was a show. There was Birmingham. Like, yeah. on stage. <laughs> we did it all in one day. Started early, and um, we filmed the whole thing in one day on one camera. And um, it just shows like a day in the life. And then we're travelling up the motorway, mucking around in the car. We get to the services. We have a bit of food, and then we get to the stage. And then I'm on, and then I'm introducing Sam. Sam comes on. You've got the lights everywhere, you've got a big stage show, Sam tears it down, it's an amazing performance. And um, I think I think it just shows a little vibe of what we're like as well, like behind the scenes. Because yeah, that's basically how it is, isn't it, bro? That's like I remember I remember just just performing a song because I, I was doing a couple of songs, but I think you had your your friends and some guests uh, coming on and spitting some bars, yeah. isn't it? So I'd come out of the of the performance and like and Tom would be like um, <laughs> yo, yo, we need to get some BTS. So I've just performed. I'm like sweating. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like wiping it off, like trying to like look cool in front of the camera. It was the weirdest. <laughs> but no, it was sick, man. It was sick. Definitely, a, definitely a, a, a really. Uh, it taught me a lot that day. Do you know what I mean? Like about about just going about and, and doing all that stuff. So. so I think it's a cool concept. It's a dope concept for the video. So um, hoping that everyone enjoys it, man. And I think it just it's a good. We've had a video out already, but this is like delves a bit more into what we like. But if you look at the two videos, it's similar. It's just me and Sam vibing. And, um, and that's that chemistry that we got that comes across in anything that we do. And when we get in the studio, we're having a good time, we're having jokes. And we've just got the same taste in life. Just making bangers, bro. Just making like big beats. Obviously, the music that you guys are making is is great and it's in like a genre sort of, of its own. But as Asian artists, have you ever found that maybe people haven't took it as seriously, perhaps or only seen you as like, oh, sort of like a stay in your lane sort of thing? Because I, I think what you guys are doing is great, but I know like quite a few artists have maybe ventured into um, genres that aren't necessarily seen as being a space for Asian artists and haven't been maybe taken obviously it sounds like you guys are getting the attention you deserve but has it always been like that or have you guys like how is your background basically affected the way you make music or also steered you in the direction which you want to go i've been told before from certain people in the industry that you know you should try making music that's more like indian or all of this and as much as i love my culture um, and, I, and I love it when other people do that. It's just not something that I feel naturally that I wanted to lean towards, um, you know, and uh, I, I didn't really want to push that narrative and make, make it gimmicky. And, and, and I didn't really want to rise because of being an Asian artist. I, I'm just Asian, that, that doesn't change, you know, anything about it really. Um, and yeah, and, and if in the future, naturally, if it comes to me that, I, you know, I want to use a, 
like a sample from like a Bollywood movie or something and then flip it and then do something like that, then, then you know, that's great. And, and I'll do that and I won't shy away from it. Um, but it's just not something that I've, I've felt like I've had to push to feel accepted. Um, I'm a big believer in whatever I put into my head, like that's that's what I'm going to get back. So I'm just not putting that into my head of, of um, as like a thing like, oh, um, to, to fit in into this industry, I have to put myself into a pigeonhole. I know I'm Asian, so I'm going to have to make music like this to be noticed or, or to be found um, to, for the music to be found attractive. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just not I'm not I'm not really stressing it, really. Um, if, if I if I feel like that's something uh, I um, my intuition tells me to do later on in the future, then that's something I'll, I'll lean towards. But right now, it's just R&B um, has always been like an influence. Um, Chris Brown, like Justin Timberlake, all of them lot, and people like Zayn as well. Um, I think he's doing a great job of um, making music that's like being Asian, but also his music doesn't necessarily sound Asian, but then he does, you know? So it just, it just you can kind of be whatever you want to be. I don't think I have to really try and fit in. Um, and I have had that advice before. I just don't like it. it. Doesn't quite sit right with me when people try it. When people tell me to be more Asian with my music, I'm like, uh. <laughs> you know. But that's just me. But to be fair, yeah. This um, this guy eats a biryani every time he comes in the studio. <laughs> this guy, he's a bit, so it might happen one day. Like it doesn't matter. Even at ten, I've seen him at ten a.m. in the morning. With all the <laughs> Why are you baiting me up? <laughs> Standard. <laughs> that is true that is true I do love my I do love my biryani yeah. but then that doesn't mean that you have to make music about biryani do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, one day it might happen um, I'm the same as him man whatever San said I'm the same really um, I just do what music what what comes out of me I don't think we we really choose it that much to a degree and I just make music whether it's garage whether it's R&B whether it's whatever else, we mm. turn up, we turn our hands to it at any point. Um, if and when that comes, all good, but it'll be at the right time. But we're definitely not. No one, no one ever said that to me. Um, but, but I've definitely, no, I definitely know and feel that if someone was to put themselves in that certain path, you know, it might be, it might be a different trajectory, and some might say it might be easier because it's a smaller pond. But, yeah, we um, might might even succeed more, but I don't necessarily yeah. want to succeed that way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So like you said, maybe if it comes in the future at a natural time, that's all good. But we're just vibes in with what we're vibes in at the moment. Exactly. Music's, exactly. music's important. Like you've just got to... If you try... I, I don't know about anyone else, but if you try and create something, it doesn't really work. It's just what comes. And this, and this is what comes out of us. Inspiration is, is a real thing, bro. It's a real. And real I feel thing. like the listener, listener knows when you're when you're trying too hard. Do you know what I mean? When you're trying to be gimmicky or when you're trying to push a narrative uh, with yourself that you're not necessarily necessarily fully into. You know. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about the video that you guys have got coming up. Um, aside from that, what else can we expect from you? Not only for the rest of 2021, but going into 2022 as well. Got a few tunes coming out, don't we? Uh, got a couple more coming out, and uh, uh, we've got we've got another R&B one. This yesterday, I would say it is R&B, but I would say it's it's got a lot of pop influence in it as well, uh, which which is why I feel like more of the wider audience are, are kind of like gravitating towards it. 
Um, the next one, depending on which one we're going to drop first after yesterday, but uh, the next one's a bit bit more of an R&B one. Um, and it's my one of my personal favorites, if I'm honest. Um, and then we've got another Garage one coming. Um, and so yeah, we've got a few other tunes coming up. And after we see the kind of reception we get from that, and um, I'm sure we'll get back in the studio and make more projects um, to kind of follow up. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it, it, the trajectory keeps going up because um, yesterday's our first track. So hopefully the second one will do a little bit better and the third one a little bit better. And yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to keep coming. We, we did good like over over um, over COVID and over just the last six months, we, we stayed in the studio and we were just like sticking, putting, making things, putting them in the vault. And we're like, yeah, we got that. So we got that in the clip ready. And then we put another one in the clip, and we've got another one in the clip, and we just want to start spraying. But um, this was like, we knew that yesterday had to be the lead, had to be the start. Even though we've, we've had a previous release um, last year, which had a decent reception, but we knew like yesterday has just got that bounce, and it was getting great feedback. And like, all right, let's put this one out first, and then kind of see how that goes. And then we've got the other two to roll as well. So the next one's the one after that, uh, we've got Throw It Down, which is Sam was just talking about, which is like, a club R&B dirty kind of song as in as in it's just like yeah it's more for the clubs and it's um it's more hard and it's um it's about one of Sam's favorite topics and it's um <laughs> and it's more yeah oh, the biryani more... <laughs> <laughs> that's coming next you know you gotta wait a little bit longer for that one biryani really coming soon and because um, in a lot of our songs we talk about relationships and we talk about partners and um, stuff like that. This is something um, we both I feel like could relate with, um, yeah. and it's something we were both going through, like getting in and out of like relationships during COVID and before COVID. But even when you get out of a relationship, the, the feelings and, and the whole thing just lingers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So a lot of songs needed to be written for for it to get out of my aura in my body but <laughs> yeah, for, yeah for sure so so yeah a lot of our songs are relationshipy but we just try and put a little flex on it and make it bounce and make it danceable and, um, yeah, then most songs in the industry are so <laughs> yeah yeah that's, for real. that's true so we've got throw it down yet to come and we've got um ah oh, damn my mind's gone blank what did we call the other one uh I don't oh, know if we've got a name for that actually. No, we must have a name for it. It's throwing down and oh my mind's gone blank, which is useless for an interview. But, we'll um, just call it the garage track for now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's so Oh personal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it came to us both like, oh Well, thank you guys so much for speaking to me today. Do you want to just let the listeners know where it's best to find you and keep up with your music? Uh, yeah, um, for me, you can find uh, me on my Insta. Um, it's San Rao Official 33. So that's S A N N R A O, and then official, and then the number 33. Um, and you can find me on Spotify as well. My Spotify is a bit dodgy right now, but I'm trying to I'm trying to claim the right accounts back. But yeah, you can always find me on Insta and, and, and find your way out of that. Yeah, find me on Insta at DJ underscore Illatek. That's I double L A T E K. All my stuff's there, and uh, yeah, YouTube, Spotify, check us out on there. Join the movement, man. The song's growing. The song's growing. And listen growing, to growing. yesterday, <laughs> and you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it out there because we're not stopping work on this one, and this is just the beginning. So, yeah, 
Sweet. Yeah, and, and, and thanks for having us on, man. No, thank you. Do you guys want to Exactly. Pi Radio. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Manga Masala for Pi Radio. My name's Simran and I'm joined here with the talented Chloe Budder and we're going to be speaking a little bit about her latest EP, Marvi. So thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. Before we get into speaking about your latest EP, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of found yourself in the music industry? So my name is Chloe Budder. I am 23 years old. I'm a singer, songwriter and producer from Northwest London. Um, I think I've always just really been into creative subjects and a lot of creative subjects at school like music and drama film um all of that kind of stuff and wasn't sure what direction to head in I changed my UCAS for uni about 10 times like didn't know which route to go down and then eventually stuck with music and um now I've kind of like all of those other skills kind of bleed into um my music artistry I guess so Happy days, it's all kind of come full circle. Like you had all these different outlets and then you kind of found your main one, right? And then that's how it's taken you forward. Yeah, exactly. Who were your biggest inspiration then, kind of when you were curating your own sound and your start within music? I think uh, production wise, I'm really heavily influenced by uh, the Neptunes. Um, just, I just love like their work. Um, I still listen to it, like listen to them all the time, listen to their back catalogue all the time. Um, and I guess I'm influenced a lot by like all the R&B girls and like 90s and um, noughties R&B uh, like Mariah Carey and also like old soul legends as well like D'Angelo and Shaka Khan like all of that stuff kind of um, leads into what I'm doing but I guess production wise sometimes more um, modern electronic stuff like Sam Fun, James Blake and um, FKA Twigs as well. It's kind of an amalgamation of all of those things that I'd like. Nice. So obviously those are like two quite opposing sounds, I suppose, the new modern electronic side of things and the old school like R&B slash slow jams type of vibe, especially the, the female side of things from female artists. So how would you now describe your current sound trying to like mash those together? I call it like alternative R&B. I guess that's like the broadest like genre that it, it falls under because uh, it does have those old R&B sounds. But like the thing that makes it alternative is that it, the production is kind of a bit quirky and a bit electronic. I think um, a radio presenter the other day said that mine from my EP sounded kind of burial-esque, which I thought was really interesting. And I was really happy um, with that comparison. So yeah, people can take what they want from it, I guess, but I tend to call it psychedelic soul or like alternative R&B. Nice, I like that a lot. And I think the first, the opening track of the EP to me was gave me very like Ashanti Alia, like R&B old school vibes, like early noughties, late nineties type of like, there's like slow jammy deep songs. And that was like the reminiscent sound of the era, right? And I think you really nailed that on the head. But then later on in, in the EP, it kind of goes towards the electronic side. And like you said, the more alternative side, which I think pushes it towards like the more modern perspective on like um, R&B right now, instead of that like old, like slow jam vibe, which I really liked. Yeah, I think when I wrote the chorus, but I tried the first track that you just said was like a shanty kind of vibe. Even I was like, oh my God, that chorus is so R&B. Like I was always almost surprised that like how R&B it went, even though I love it. And like, um, I, obviously I love R&B music and I do kind of write within that genre. I wasn't even expecting that to come out. So I was um, I was pleased with that, although it was kind of funny of like how nostalgic it was. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does kind of get a bit um, more left field as it goes, like as a project um, 
goes from like track one to five um i think i didn't want to scare people off with going in with kind of like wacky production on track one kind of ease them in with like a nice um r&b jam and then kind of trick them into listening to something a bit more lovely <laughs> by the time it gets to track four or five so i know it wasn't like intentional for you to make that kind of sound that resembled ashanti so like deeply but do you think it's time for that kind of music to make a little bit of a comeback now I'm not sure. I don't. I'm like the people younger than our age. Well, how, how old are you? Because I'm 23. I just turned 22. Okay, so yeah. So do people younger than our age like do they get the references to those kind of stuff? Like, do they enjoy it? Because I know that our age, like, if you go to a club and like R&B comes on, like, there's always an R&B room in the clubs I go to, and people still love it. But it is kind of all of the old school stuff that we grew up with. So it would be interesting if like in the R&B room, you did have more of those current R&B artists. Like I would love for it to make a full comeback in this country in the way that it's like popping in America still. But um, I don't know if, if we will get there. I hope we do though. Our old school is like late nineties, early noughties, like Usher and Ashanti, like all those kind of old artists, um, like Jagged Edge, Biggie, like every, everyone like that. But nowadays for kids that are younger than us i think that their old school is like bruno mars or like um i can't even think like you know like those kind of artists and i just think like that that for us is like what we grew up on we were like kids when those when those artists were coming out that's not our like old school there's very two different like sides of the story for sure it's interesting i i saw on tiktok the other day that um, there's like an Amy Winehouse trend and someone was covering like Back to Black or something and loads of like people in the comments were like oh is this your song and they were like no it's, this is by Amy Winehouse they were like who's that and I was like oh my god I'm ancient like how do you not know who Amy Winehouse is like yeah that makes me feel old I know. <laughs> couldn't believe it being a female artist in the industry, what do you think about the representation of females, particularly like South Asian females as well, especially within the UK scene? I think women in the in the music industry, the representation is getting better, like for sure. I think it's like much better. Um, as far as South Asian women in the music industry, I mean, I think it's pretty rubbish. Like, obviously you have like the BBC Asian Network, which is amazing, um, but yeah, I guess like MIA is like a huge artist that's come from the UK that's South Asian. But other than her, I'm like, I really struggled to think of anyone else that's ever reached that that level of like winning Grammys or kind of is a household name. Like, I can't I can't think of anyone else really. Like, can you like in, the, in the pop? There's like John Crooks, Ravina, that kind of stuff, but not that I've made like MIA level. Like I messaged Joy, um, who I've met a few times. Um, when she was on the Brits red carpet and she wore like her traditional sari and just looked so gorgeous. And I remember I sent her a message just saying like, I'm so glad that you exist and I'm so glad that you're kind Aww. of being the person like we didn't have when we were younger. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm like such a big fan of her. I'm so glad that she is, exists and is doing what she does at her level. And yeah, I really do hope um, she gets to a point where she is like a household name and is and is doing it like at Adele level or like yeah. um, MIA level, you know, because that would be great to have some more representation as well, especially because MIA was making music that was really, what I think is important as well is that like MIA was making music that was very um, inspired by South Asian culture in like this, in the way that her album was called Matanji and, you know, all of these things, whereas think it would be great to have a South Asian artist that is just you know doesn't have to kind of 
really show that side as well. They can just kind of exist. You know, they don't really have to play up to anything. Do you know what do I mean? Yeah, we speak about it a lot on the show and being like a South Asian show that like, it puts you in a certain box and that sometimes it's hard to get out of. And I try and always do things that are not related to South Asian culture as much, but just to make sure that we're appealing to other audiences, but also to be like, yeah, we're South Asian, but that's not it. You know, exactly. there's so much more. Yeah, exactly. Because, and that's kind of why I kind of draw aesthetically from um, the culture a little bit and the, some of the sounds and like melodies I do kind of use in my music sometimes, but I definitely, feel like you know being South Asian is a part of who I am but it's you know it's not everything about me in the same way with you and you know everyone feels this way but I think because of some people still in this country it's easy to kind of just really cause a separation where there doesn't have to be and I know what you mean I think though it's interesting like it's amazing when people draw inspiration from the culture and like they do things that give amazing amazing representation like joy wearing the sari um on the red carpet and stuff like that i think i think that's incredible but like you said it it's not the be all and end all to our identities like there's so much more to it than that but where do you kind of draw your inspiration from in terms of like your image and how you want to like present yourself as an artist i think aesthetically i'm really um inspired by um, like old Bollywood kind of like makeup and jewelry. I think that's aesthetically like my biggest um, inspiration and just kind of like the Hindu like goddesses as well. I don't know, just something with the imagery um, just like really resonates me with me and I don't really pull much from it other than like the energy. I'm just trying to radiate those kind of like those kind of vibes, which sounds like I don't know, that sounds like a really weird thing to say, but I don't know, when I look at any kind of images like that, I just, it makes me feel very powerful and I'm just trying to kind of push that power out to like other like South Asian women as well. I guess kind of relates, but you said Marvi was like an expression of your vulnerability and kind of writing it and creating the EP for you was a form of therapy. So how did you best find that you could channel your emotions into this EP? Um, just kind of being really transparent with my cousin who produced it with me and kind of going around his house and him asking me how I was like the whole project started with track four on um, on the project called Away. Um, I just kind of went around his house. He asked me how I was and I just like burst out crying and opened up about all of these things I was going through and I was ready to kind of not make any music that day and kind of be like, you know, I'm not in a good place. Let's just leave it. But he kind of really like almost said okay no let's make a song out of this like let's channel this into music that was my first time doing that and it was really cathartic actually and, and yeah really therapeutic to just like get it out of me and like from a really like horrible feeling make something that was really beautiful that I could then share with other people to kind of communicate how I was feeling um so yeah it's a process that I then did a few more times um, with other songs on the project over the course of about a year and a half or two years. And it's something that I'll just continue doing from now on, I think. I think two years is a long time to spend on one project. So do you feel like you really put your heart and soul into this one? And like maybe the next one you'll want to spend the same amount of time again or? Yeah, definitely. I think with me, I, I kind of always end up spending that long on a project in some ways. Like it's not like I've, I write all of the songs and then it takes me two years to finish yeah. them. It's kind of like it was written like two years ago and then it just kind of sat there for a while. 
like a year or something while I released other stuff but it was always just kind of there in demo form and then you know I write another song and then as soon as I have two songs I'm like oh they'd go nicely together that's when I start to write the rest of the project but I think that's a hallmark of a good artist in a way because it shows that your sound is consistent that like you could write a song and two years later you're still happy with it you still enjoy what you made a while ago when you were like in a different place in your life completely but it's still something that resonates with you so I think it shows like consistency across time which I don't think a lot of artists stick to these days oh thank you yeah sometimes I mean definitely not every song I'm still happy with two years later sometimes two weeks later I'm like well that what the hell was that I'm not gonna I'm not a fan of that one but yeah those are the ones that's how I kind of know it's a good song as well as when you know Every time I listen to it over the course of two years, I'm like, nope, this is definitely a good one. Let's put this one out. So how would you say that you've evolved as an artist and what would you say like you see for yourself in the future and like the ultimate goal, basically? I think my biggest um, like evolution at the moment is just the visual side of things. I think I've always been quite a confident songwriter and, and music maker, although my songs are obviously getting better like with age as well. Like what I'm writing now on this project is so much better than what I was putting out um, when I was 18 but I you know I'm quite happy for just that all to be out there as like a portfolio and like part of my journey but definitely visually now I did my first ever music video this year um, and I put out two visuals this year and that was just such a big thing for me because I was like so uncomfortable being in front of a camera for so long I didn't have any of like my, my face on my artwork at the beginning and then when I did have my face on my artwork it was all blurred out and distorted so it's been a journey like to even have my face on my artwork let alone like do a music video um, but I'm finally got there now after the years of like doing this artist thing and now going into next year I feel like ready to do that more and hopefully doing more like filmed um, sessions of my band and stuff um, which people can watch which I think would be really nice. Where can we find you and where can we find your latest EP and if you want you can tell us about some events you were coming up in the next few weeks or months. So uh, my Instagram is at Chloe Badur Music, um, Badur is spelled B-O- D-U-R, that's probably the best place uh, to find out and about me and like keep up with everything I'm doing but I'm also obviously on like Twitter and Facebook and TikTok as well now um, but yeah my music is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all of those streaming services um, under Clover Dirt as well um, with my new five track project Marvi which is on there and yeah I've got um, two headline shows coming up one in Brighton at the end of this month and one in London on December the 2nd, I believe, at Lalo. Um, if anyone from Manchester happens to be down there at the time. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. And thank you for having me on your show. That's fantastic. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to re-listening to the entire EP again because I genuinely loved it. And yeah, and I hope the headline shows go amazingly as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Chloe. <laughs> Radio. Yes, guys, what's good? You are tuned into Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth led radio station. My name's Gerns, and this is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. And I'm joined here by Tank. How are you doing? I'm all good, bro. How are you? I'm all right. I was just saying, like, it's just everything's a bit manic at the moment. I think it's like the end of the year, like, them kind of vibes. Yeah, it's cold as well, man. I don't know what it's like in Manchester. Yeah. But it's cold down south where I am. Mm. No, no, definitely. I think it's the past few days. I, I, I'm one of those people that is like really reluctant to turn the heating on. But the past few days, I've just had to do it just because it's been it's too much. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought you'd be used to it up north, bro. 
No, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I can't complain. I literally go around like walking shorts even in November. But um, yeah, it's it, it something's changed. But it's not even that cold. I think it's just because we're so used to being inside as well because of lockdown. So yeah. everything feels more cold. I, I, I'm cold in the studio. I'm cold out the studio. <laughs> not even cold at work. Yeah, but speaking of lockdown and in general how has 2021 been for you seeing as we're coming to the end of the year uh 2021 has been a massive year for me uh lockdown was a blessing and a curse at the same time uh i was only i took a break from production and then kind of in in, in lockdown because uh, obviously i was off work for a bit i started going back into production and man, when I mean it, it's kind of like I only went. I originally went to go do one song for one with one person, and it's just spiraled. And I'm like, fifty songs in, almost on my sixtieth now. All in the all in 2021. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, 2021. No, my. 2020 and 2021. I've done about 15, 20 songs this year. No, but still, like that is. A lot, because <laughs> like, that's and what lockdown brought that about them. Yeah, what it is, I kind of took a break and then uh, I kind of uh, phoned up my manager, Indy Gill, from 3Q Records, and he said, "Oh, thank you. Now, what's going on? Uh, what's new? What are you working on?" I was like, "Well, not a lot really, because I, you know, got married, had a couple of kids and stuff, so I was busy with that." And then uh, I started doing. Uh, a feature with uh, Bakshi Billapaji, a song called Birthday. And for me personally, people who know me, I hate playing up my stuff to anybody else, especially artists. So unfortunately for me, Indy sent it to Bakshi Paji and that's it, he started spiraling. So I've got three songs with him. I've got uh, like four other songs with newcomers. I've got some respected uh, other singers that are coming back now. They're just like, Tank, we need production. We, we want to do something now. So it's just been busy, man. Manic since like the lockdown, uh, and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to turn them out. Yeah, no, and from what I've seen as well, you've been doing like a good job of that. It's just I wasn't aware that it'd been that much that you've been doing, but no, it's really impressive. Um, yeah, I've been doing production for a while, Paji. I mean, my first album dropped in 2016, um, so the, unfortunately for me, that took a long time. So that took about ten years. Uh, and then straight off the back of that, I've just been working with whoever I wanted to work with and I'm blessed and I'm going through the list and pretty much there, there or thereabouts. So tell us a little bit about your new single, which is, it's, it's how you pronounce it, LG Durand? Is that, is it LG? Durand. Durand, okay. Yeah, basically that's how you say it, but it's actually spelled round. That's like my uh, my friend, uh, good friend, uh, JD Paji. So it's his song. So ironically, I went to go uh, had a conversation with him, and he, he sang me about four songs. I said, oh, "Okay, I'm taking all of them." But he's like, "I oh, cool." And then uh, I started uh, putting up. Uh, so I was like, "Indy was like, well, who do you want to feature on them?" I was like, "Well, I like Deep's voice on all of them." He's like, "Well, you can't have a Deep EP right now, so you know, just pick and choose." So I was like, "All right, cool." And uh, I've always wanted to work with um, Amarashi G. But since I was a kid, I've been listening to that guy and I've always loved his voice. And he's just got immense hits. And I'm just, you know, when you're attached to certain singers throughout your youth, I'm just attached to that guy. And it's the same thing with uh, Ishmit Narulaji. 
So I've been listening to her stuff for ages and I've always wanted to work with them too. And luckily for me, I've had the pleasure of working with them too. And what you see as a result is uh, LG the Ronde, mm -hmm. which, so is first, which is also my first duet, by the way. I've never done a duet before that. Yeah. So I was going to say, how has it been, obviously, doing a duet for the first time, considering you're used to doing solo projects? And also, how did it actually come about you securing these two artists that you've idolized for so long? So uh, the actual song came about uh, at Deep's place and then secured it. It was just like Ishmeet was... I shouldn't really say this, but she's already done a song with another friend of ours on the label. So she was available and I was like, yeah, I would love to work with her. And then that's how we secured Ishmeet. And Amarashi Paji, we just made the phone call, made the connect and he hooked it up and we did it. And it's been blessed ever since. Uh, that's really cool how um, they're both like so down to do whatever, you know what I mean? Like, especially considering, I'm sure they know that they're people that a lot of um, artists would look up to so the fact that they're willing to still get involved with stuff as well and they're still going as well i'm making them sound quite old but you know what i mean nah because I, I i was saying to uh ashipaji the other day because obviously I, i'm like 35 so i've been listening to his music for like since i was 15 14 do you know what i mean 20 years mm -hmm. so i was like but you still look the same what you did 20 years ago what's the secret so he goes, oh, you know, just, we just chill, man. We're in Punjab, bro, eating kadapita, uh, healthy, fresh from the kit. And that's how we can maintain ourselves, man. That's all it is. I was like, bro, you ain't aged. You know, I used to listen to you 20 years ago. You still sound good, mate. Fair enough. So was there any different process in regards to the production, considering this is your first time working with two singers as opposed to just one? Well, to be honest, it, it, doing a duet, uh, was never my forte and it's actually a very very challenging experience to do a duet you've got to match the right keys the right pitches the right tempos and the right feel of the song with each singer so say for instance my energy's got to match up with your energy and vice versa and the song's got to fit the vocal so it was a very very challenging project but I'm glad uh, it's come out the way it's come out and it sounds like for me I really like the way it sounds and it's got um, a video coming out for it as well hasn't it yeah so that drops tomorrow uh, 3 or three p.m. Uh, so that'll be on, on the 3Q uh, YouTube channel go please do check it out yeah so by the time this comes out that will have been out so hopefully it will be getting the um, what's called reception that it deserves like can you tell us a bit about what to expect in the video so in the video I can't really give away too much, but uh, you, the, it, the video is shot in three different places. So it's shot in uh, the UK, Punjab, and it's shot in California. Wow. So a lot of them. Um, that sounds like a lot of effort then, considering you got those three locations, like literally across the globe. Yeah, literally, it was it was very hard work, and uh, luckily for me, Sonu Sekampaji, who, who's my video director, uh, he hooked it up, managed everything, and did a very good job of it. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, obviously, I'm presuming this is, I mean, it's the 25th of November that the video is dropping. So, mm -hmm. is this going to be your last track of 2021? <laughs> to be honest, 
I've been trying to squeeze one in, but currently, like I said, I've got a lot of songs. Um, but as a label, uh, Indy's like, bro, you got to give everybody else a chance. And I'm like, yeah, I'll sit in the background. So I'm dropping one now. And then I think Ritz is coming out. And then I'm trying to squeeze one in before the new year. So looking into 2022, what can we expect from you then? You're expecting bangers from me, bro. I'm just getting warmed up, right? What you've heard so far. Uh, you're expecting bangers. You're expecting new voices, old voices, uh, quirky songs, s- slow jams, urban beats, desi beats. You're, you're hearing the whole spectrum. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, just probably wrapping things up now. Where can people find you on socials if they want to go check out the rest of your music? So if you you can check us out on uh, the Three Q official YouTube page if you want to hear that. Uh, most of uh, all my socials are uh, official Tank Music. Just go hit me up, like, comment, subscribes, uh, messages. I, I look at everything. Uh, just hit me up, man. No problem. Hi Radio. We have got Joash, Kami Kane, and Dada Flow all here in the studio. How are you guys doing? Yes, bro. All good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on the show, man. Yes, yes. Big up, Guns. Big up all the Mango Masala listeners. I would say that, you know, you guys are like Manchester royalty in that sense. I would go as far to say. So it's an honour to have you no, here today. Honor. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's an honour to be here because you guys have been supporting us from day dot yeah. for my career. And uh, you know what? You're representing Manchester. We're representing Manchester. Definitely, man. We've been on a few interviews in this past week, but this one's the most important to us because yeah. it's Manchester. It's all about <laughs> Manchester. One six one. Exactly, you know. <laughs> but obviously, the main reason for you being here today is your new single, Monday Lit, which is out right now. Um, well, the video is. People go to the video. The video. Yeah. But, um, yeah, tell us a bit about how that collaboration actually came about. Yeah, so basically, like, uh, I met uh, <coughs> Kami Kane at the start of this year. And, you know, it was the, he invited me at one of his shoots uh, for Karobar. You know, I've been following him for a while now, like, uh, loved his music. And nothing, just, uh, you know, like, uh, I told him, you know, we should do something uh, with uh, other artists from here. And uh, after a bit, like, uh, we, we kept, uh, you know, linking up. He just came up with this idea. He had a hook ready. He played it was, you know, we contacted Joash, Freezy. We just, uh, all of us, uh, we just listened to it and, uh, you know, something sparked. And we had to, you know, get together and uh, make it happen. Sure. Yeah, it was an idea, a vision. And Dada Flow suggested, you know what, we should do a Manchester cipher. And then Dada Flow, Freezy, Joash, Lucky. I couldn't think of any other guys to add on to that selection because <laughs> these, <laughs> these guys are the... <laughs> Yeah, I chatted to Kami a bit before, just on Insta. I knew Dada Flow, I knew Freezy, obviously. And um, yeah, Kami just messaged me and said, um, like, look, I got this idea, you know, we should, we should do something, all of us. And um, yeah, so he gave me an idea. I think he just gave me like him singing the hook on like a YouTube beat. And then I kind of took it home and then, you know, I recorded like... Um, you know, I remade the beat and then, um, you know, I think we all got in studio one day and then we all just laid down our verses. Like, it was a really, like, natural process as well. Like, it didn't feel, like, forced by any means. Like, yeah, um, it's all organic. Yeah. yeah. And everything's original to its fullest form, in it? And 
I think that's what like makes it so special. Yeah. yeah. Before your next one, I hope you've deleted that video of me saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was no, going to say amazing. So you came up with the hook that Lucky's singing, right? Yeah. yeah. That's really. I didn't well, even we come up together, you know. Yeah. Together. Because obviously, I thought about it in terms of each of you doing your own um, bars and that. But I didn't even think about the whole production side of things. Yeah. So yeah. So you all kind of worked together. Everything on that. worked yeah. perfect on that. You know, we just come up with the idea. And we all contributed to the idea. And Monday later is what you got. So obviously you said about meeting early this year, but how long has Monday Lit been in the pipeline for, like, as it, as it, as it is, you know what I mean? Not long at all. Yeah. Proper quick turnover, this was, uh, we nailed the song within one or two meets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one or two meets, Literally and then two, just Joash behind the scenes, mastering it, you know, and uh, we shot a video real quick, we dropped it. Yeah, simple as. a month or two max. Yeah. yeah. So tell us like a bit about the video as well, because it looks like you're just having the time of your life. <laughs> yeah, we literally was. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to be different, you know, boys. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Do something that it's not been done. Not been done. So we all contributed to the idea of the video as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky recommended the poker. Then someone said the shishas and. Just the whole suit issue. Everyone contributed to that idea as well. I correct and think it's that way you ended up doing the um, launch party as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. No, that's really good. And who was it that did the visuals for that? So that was KTS. Um, you know, Karen's done videos for like everyone in Manchester. So, um, you know, I think it's quite good that we got such a like, you know, Manchester-based videographer to do ours because obviously we're coming from a we're all from manchester but we're doing a different side of the scene you know with the asian twist so yeah and he smashed out the video man like i couldn't have done a, yeah, like i couldn't up, have got anyone better big up kts productions yeah, man, my boy like kieran yeah i was gonna ask as well like obviously we've already for the listeners that aren't um clay yet Everyone here is very proud to be Mancunian, to be living in Manchester, everything. Yeah. But obviously, you've just said about also being putting that Asian twist on things. So, I wanted to ask, like, how do you guys see yourselves? Do you, or do you feel a need to box yourself? Like, obviously, Manchester, Asian, British Asian, rap or hip hop. Like, w- would you box yourself off, or do you just think, I'm me? Like, that's, that's what no, it is. To be honest with you, like, we represent Manchester with a passion, but the vision. It's much bigger than that because mm-hmm. we want to represent UK as a whole. Mm-hmm. We want to take our music international because it's all popping off in the Punjab scene in India, Canada, all these guys. And to be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think there's room for improvement coming from the UK. Yeah. And that's where we want to step up and, you know, provide for international scale. For sure. So who do you guys rate in general, whether it be... Um, Manchester, national, international. Who are you guys like looking up to as um, inspiration? I rate a lot of like um, you know people like the Prophecy, uh, Mickey Singh, Amrasandu, Ezu. You know because I feel like those artists are you know they've kind of like taken both sides because a, a lot of them are like um, born in the West, whether it's like America or UK, but they've got the Asian heritage, so they've taken kind of both sides of their you know who they are and then turned that into their music. Like, um, you know, they haven't picked, you know, being Asian over being, you know, English or whatever. You know, they've they've taken both of their, you know, all of their heritage and turned that into music, which I think is sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. For me, you know, I'm a Punjabi and Urdu rapper. So Bohemia is one of the guys that I'm more inspired by because no he was the first one that really introduced, you know, rap to the Desi scene. Like rapping, not in English, but in our uh, you know, mother language, uh, Urdu or Punjabi. So I can say about him and also Sidhu Musiala. He's, uh, I think, a big inspiration for me because uh, I wasn't too much into like uh, desi music in this last uh, few years but he like <laughs> you know dragged me in, into it and then uh, that's when i really decided to like you know i might as well just join in and start doing something yeah the scene now is much different to like 10 years ago mm-hmm. when i was on the scene about 10 years ago the likes of hunters h dami all these guys there's quite a few names a few people coming through from canada but the scene now it's all about Canada, you know, mm. Mickey Singh, um, AP Dillon, Gorinda, all these guys have made big moves. Jasmine Sandler, Sidhu, they've all come through from Canada. And uh, as for the UK, like I said, I, I was just having this discussion in the car with Freezy. Like, let's go back eight years. Name me a couple of people that broke through from UK and we couldn't think of anyone. Mm. Yeah, no new names or all no the... movement. Yeah, the Jay Sean and that were like from that way before. Way yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, Zach Knight. Yeah, maybe he was one of the guys. Who else has? Yeah, not heard nothing from the UK in the past eight years. But these past two years, there's been a bit of movement. Mm. Yeah, we're happy to be a part of this before. movement now. You know what? I think before the song even came out, I think when you guys <clears> were telling me about this song, I think you said about how you had um, each one of you brought your own individual thing, and I just totally agree with that. Like mm. each set of bars is just, just you. Like, and it is that like, I don't think I've ever come across a project, at least not recently, where there's been that many people on a track and it's not just sounded like semi the same thing over and yeah. over again. But it's so like we we're even saying before, like obviously talking about the hook, and then you were saying Josh about how you're singing at the end, and I was like, you know what, I could tell it yeah, was yeah. you. And no, it's just no, I. Obviously, you don't want to saturate it too much, but I am looking forward to potential collaborations in the future. So, tell me about that. Is there any possibility of that happening? Or Yeah, I mean, um, you know, all of us, us five are, like, very active and, you know, we're all collabing with each other. So, I've got a track with Dada that's coming next month. Um, Kami, you've got, like, loads of tracks in it. Loads of features, loads of tracks. Me and Joash have got something special coming as well, yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're all looking to work with each other, so us five, there might be another uh, another track with all five of us on it, but if not, there'll be like two, three of us on one, and we're going to keep mixing it, mm. so including our own separate work, this camp, like, the aim is to get music from this camp as well, mm. like, we formed this camp, it's like the Avengers yeah man <laughs> you get power rangers in that so we're gonna be active from this camp and our own work and we've got too much coming in the pipeline you know we just mm-hmm. we just started up like me and lucky big up lucky couldn't make it on the show big up freezy couldn't make it on the show yeah these guys are active they've got a lot of work coming me and lucky got a hell of a lot of work coming me and freezy we should make some songs together as well me and dada me and joash already got something coming yeah, and uh, I don't want to give too much, but I think we're gonna bring the album. <laughs> well, we we, we, we got that much stuff in it. We've got you know. that much stuff. We might drop an album just from this camp. No, yeah. please do. I'll, 
honestly, I'd love like a, to dedicate a whole episode to it as well because it's like it's Manchester, yeah. isn't it? Like that yeah. would actually be sick. Like, yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Man. Yeah, please do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in general, what have you guys got coming up? Obviously, talk about tracks. Have you got any more <laughs> events or anything? Obviously, you had the launch party last week. Yeah, so uh, me and Freezy actually opening for Imran Khan at um, Cargo in Manchester. So that's on the 9th of December. And um, what about you, Black? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of people after the launch party, they go in touch with us and they want something else to be happening. They so another party. We, yeah, we're definitely going to be working on that. But to be honest with you, I've not, like, pushed for events. By pushed for events, I've not advertised that I want to perform because, only because this year, i rather focus on my music. So I want to have so much music so when I perform, I could perform for 45 minutes to an hour if I yeah, wanted to. Because yeah. obviously I've been on the road before, you know, once you start performing, that means less time in the studio. Yeah. So it's best for me to make as much music as I can whilst I'm not performing. The aim is next year we're going to push for events. Yeah. If not, we're going to throw our own events. Yeah. Yeah, no, and like obviously, if you've had that launch party and people have come to that and been like, "We want more of this," you've got yeah, like you got the market there to actually pull that off. Yeah, so. it was a huge success. The party, everyone turned up and pick uh, up all the supporting acts as well. Blitzai, Hans, yeah. you know, Trapo come through, ZK come through, and us guys just shut it down at the end, didn't we? Yeah, man. Yeah, and one that note, you know, as well, like you were talking about how all of all five of us fit nicely on the track i think uh, this is a rep- representation as well of uh, how like uh, our team's been working and you know the main thing that i could see is that there's no ego in between us yeah. you know there's no like uh, attitude and this is what you need while, while you're working with other artists you know yeah. because uh, this is one of the main impo- uh, you know important things that we need to get along and that, that's i think what made it very easy for us to just come out with this track yes. and all of the other projects speaking of know. ego and attitude i want to big up my boy sam malik come on <laughs> i know he's tuned in <laughs> because he's the opposite of that and we yeah, love yeah. you sam you know he was the host of the monday lit event mm-hmm. and uh he's a big part of our career yeah definitely, definitely got him coming on in a few weeks actually yeah so. he was telling me oh yeah. wicked yeah I'll be tuned in for that, Sam. You better give me the same shout-out I just give you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably coming to the end of the show now, but like, do you guys want to just maybe shout-out where people can find you on music, um, socials, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm uh, mostly active on uh, Instagram, so you can um, go and follow me on uh, Dada Flow Music. That's a D-A-D-A-F-L-O-W music. And uh, yeah, just follow me and, you know, all my updates are over there. So definitely do that. Yeah, uh, Freezy's not here. So you can follow Freezy on Freezy.music on Instagram. Lucky's not here as well. So I'm going to shout theirs out. Lucky Music on Instagram. And uh, mine's official Kami Kane. And, uh, you know, Manchester, we pas- with the passion we're representing Manchester and your guys' support is big for us, you know. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you check us out. Yeah, man followers and let's represent manchester and uk as a whole yeah yeah mine's joash.music so that's j-o-a-s-h um i'm actually dropping my debut ep next month so make sure you go give me a follow i'm gonna be announcing that very soon so um yeah just don't sleep on us man because we're all active like man like joash with his look 
dropping an EP straight after a banger, you know. Come on. Brothers got some fire coming, all the camps got fire coming. Mm. And just uh, keep your eyes open. Yeah. And big up everyone supporting because that's what really drives us to make more music, you know. Yeah, man. You know what? Mango Masala. Big yeah, up big Mango big Masala. Up. You guys always support every release, you know. Big up Guns and everyone else behind the team. 